0: Oh man, Jay-Z's crying again. Do you want your binky? Do you want your blanket? you want me to turn on the nightlight? Get that shit out of here. Let's get it. What's going on, YouTube? We're back with some hip-hop and Tupac-related news. For this news, we're going to break down an article on O4L Online Network. The title reads, T.I. Explains Why You Put Tupac Over Jay-Z on the Top 50 Greatest Rappers List of All Time. Alright, so scrolling down, hip-hop's greatest 50 rappers of all time has been a hot topic of the year of 2019. The debate would continue when T.I. appeared on The Breakfast Club. This time, the discussion came down to two artists, Jay-Z and Tupac. Earlier in October, T.I. shared his list during an episode of his podcast. His top list had Tupac as number one, Jay-Z as number two, followed by Biggie as number three, and Snoop Dogg at number four. Which, this is crazy, because how could you put Snoop Dogg over Ice Cube, Nas, Rakim? When Snoop Dogg doesn't even write his own stuff, he had Tupac write for him back in '96. He had Daz writing for him for the Doggy Style album and many other albums before he left the No Limit Records. Anyways, continue on, it says, One can disagree or agree with T.I.'s list, but then again, could there ever be a list that is the right one? T.I. recalls the time that he spoke to Jay-Z on the phone and was questioned by Hove regarding the Top 50 list. Hove called We he was talking about something else, something completely non-related. And then he says, Oh, by the way, you really believe that? I said, yeah. Explaining his reason why on The Breakfast Club, T.I. says it comes down to one thing. When it comes to Impact, not going to take anything away from Jay-Z, who's still number two on T.I.'s list. I think Hove is the greatest rapper alive, says T.I. Charlamagne, on the other hand, disagrees with the list. Known for being a huge supporter of Jay-Z, Charlamagne feels Hove deserves the top spot. I think he's number one now. The only reason I say that is, one thing about Pac, Pac didn't get the chance to dot dot dot. Like his influence, I've seen everywhere. He didn't get the chance to actually put on a J. Cole, put on, you know, a Kanye. All right, guys, so what do you guys think? Do you think Jay-Z is in the right here that he should be upset that he's not number one? For me, Jay-Z is not even number two or three. And this just comes off as pure ignorance on Jay-Z's part. He's upset about an article that has a musician that beefed with him, a musician that dissed Jay-Z back in the 90s, and Jay-Z didn't have no rebuttal, and Jay-Z didn't even come back with another diss record aimed at Tupac while he was alive. I just find this completely crazy because how can you put yourself over Biggie when you stole half of Biggie's catalog, reciting all his well-known lines, and mostly all your records, and you even stole from Tupac's song, Me and My Girlfriend, for Bonnie and Clyde, which had the same beat, had the same hook, had the same look for me, and what's funny about that is, that's on the same album in which Tupac dissed you on. Where was Jay-Z at when Tupac and Biggie was running the rap game? I'll tell you, he was a backup rapper. No one really cared for him then. And if he was as hot as what people say he is, then why wasn't he in the discussion back in 96? All right, so now we're going to look at how many albums Jay-Z put out. They so got all these albums from 96 all the way down to 2018. You have 13 studio albums by Jay-Z and five collaborative albums, which gives you a grand total of 18 albums. Then when you compare to Tupac, you only have five albums that were released while he was alive, which you consider Machiavelli also released while he was alive because that was the last completed form. That he oversaw himself. But then, when you factor in all the albums that came out after his passing, you have 10 total albums there. You have Still Out Rise and Thug Life, which were collaborative albums. So, you only have around 12 albums there of content. Some of these were double discs, but they were released as one single album. And when you look at record sales, Jay Z doesn't even come close to record sales against Eminem or Tupac. Tupac stands around 75 85 million, and Eminem's well over 100. So, Jay Z has six more albums than Tupac and still hasn't even now sold them. You could talk about, well, he has all these number one albums, but is there any song in his catalog that is more well-known on a global scale than Two Box Changes, Two Box Dear Mama, Two Box Keep Your Head Up, or even California Love? You can go all around the globe, you can go in Africa, and people will know songs like Changes. They'll know Two Box lyrics. They probably won't even have a clue about even Jay-Z's most well-known songs. And what's crazy, Charlamagne and T.I. didn't even put Eminem even in the discussion here, even though Eminem has outsold Jay-Z. and Eminem still goes platinum, even though he doesn't even buy his own album like Jay-Z does. Jay-Z buys a million units of his album and tries to say, oh, he sold as many records, even though he gave it away for free. And if you want to be real, Jay-Z took the L on Renegade, because Eminem outshined him. And any Biggie song that Jay-Z's on, it would have been better off as a solo. Brooklyn's Finest, I Love the Doe, Young G's, all would have been better if it was just Biggie. You also took the L when Tupac was dissing you, and you couldn't even come back with a diss of your own. You also took another L when Cameron. Put out Swagger Jacker on you with over seven minutes of you stealing Notorious B.I.G.'s vocals and lyrics. So heading back to article says, what are the rules for the top 50 list? In Tupac's defense, T.I. explains further what he feels that Tupac meant to hip hop. Listen, you know, Pac is like the hip hop Michael Jackson. You know that, right? You can go anywhere, any part of the globe. They say, Tupac, they're going to sing you a Tupac song. They're going to sing, how do you want it? Hit them up. They're going to sing California Love. They're going to sing something. And that's another thing. Hit em Up is one of the most recognizable diss songs of all time. When Jay-Z battled Nas, no one even remembers Jay-Z's diss track. All they remember is Jay-Z taking L to Ether. So how it Nas number three or number four? It should be Tupac, Eminem, or Biggie, and then Nas. And you can stack up any album that Jay-Z did. The Black album or the Blueprint. None of them come close to the influence or iconic status of All Eyes On Me or the Machiavelli album. Or you can say the Me Against the World album. But okay, T.I. wants to talk impact, so... Tupac had a six-year rap career, and Jay-Z has a 31-year rap career. Jay-Z has been rapping since 1988, and Tupac only rapped from 86, 87, which those records were just on the tape recorder. didn't even have no beats or even any producers. His first major songs were probably around 89 until 96. So how can he judge Tupac fairly, his material, when he only had a six-year career against a 31-year career? And he still outsold you. He still has 100 to 200 unreleased songs, which is the state could have released in the last 15 years. And what's crazy, Jay-Z had better overall producers than Tupac. Tupac had Johnny J and Dr. Dre for only like two tracks. Jay-Z was using Just Blaze, Timbo, Kanye West, and the Neptunes. And let's not forget, the whole blueprint came from Dame Dash, as well as Rockefeller came from John Rockefeller. And nobody rocks Rockaware anymore. And Jay-Z failed at being a agent in the NBA. He failed at owning the Nets. Which is something Notorious B.I.G. could have done if he stayed alive. He could have owned teams. He could have had his own clothing company. He would have been worth billions. And Tupac would have been in highly acclaimed movies such as Star Wars. As well as owning his own record label, Machiavelli Records. And when I say the people had the most to gain out of Tupac's death. The people that come to my mind is Jay-Z and Diddy. Because these guys only got the shine when Biggie and Tupac were dead. And Jay-Z would not have been stealing Biggie's lines. And Biggie was still around. And let's be real. When you talk about impact. In the rap game, well, you could say, well, Jay-Z brought up Beanie Siegel. He brought up, you know, all these other rappers, Jay Cole and everybody. Tupac put Dog Pound on a bigger stage. He put Snoop Dogg on a bigger stage. He basically took over Death Row within only nine months. He put the Thug Life rappers on a bigger stage, which you could say, well, they didn't really blow up. Well, that's because Tupac died early. But then you can also say, well, Tupac inspired DMX. He inspired Ja Rule. He inspired C-Murder. And he inspired a bunch of Southern sound like rappers that copied his style, his flow, his lyrics, and his theme songs and titles. And Tupac's on record stating that Biggie copied Tupac's unreleased album from 1993 called Thug Style and the original Thug Life album. So Ready to Die was inspired by Tupac's work, and also you could say Life After Death and other mainstream R&B-style, old-school sample-style records with female choruses and male choruses all over the tracks was inspired by All Eyes on Me. Tupac was taking that old-school 80s and 70s samples, mixing it in with female performers, making it mainstream hits. And that's what we've seen with Ja Rule. We've seen that with Jay-Z. We've seen that with Life After Death. We've even seen that with 50 Cent. And 50 Cent in the game, you could say, are other rappers inspired by Tupac as well as YG. And Tupac's impact also inspiring Nipsey Hussle in the community as well as rapping. Also, Tupac gave rise to Biggie Smalls because if it wasn't for Tupac, Biggie wouldn't have even blown up to level that he did because Tupac was allowing Notorious B.I.G. to open on the shows as well. So right there, there's another rapper that he influenced. Anyways, guys, drop your thoughts on how you feel and what you think over Jay-Z crying and complaining that he's not number one. Like I said, you were in the rap game when Tupac and Biggie were alive and no one really talked about you. And Tupac and Biggie are still more universally revered over Jay-Z and that be that. Alright, so we got this video here. The title reads, Kanye West praises Tupac. But once called Tubak overrated. Kanye West, who was interviewed recently with Big Boy, gave praise to Tubak Shakur when speaking about his Yeezy line. This is quite the contradiction, considering Kanye once said Tubak was overrated. Fast forward to now, he compares Tubak's greatness to one of Michael Jackson. When speaking about the success of the Yeezy 350 sneaker line with Adidas, Kanye would compare his success with that of Tubak Shakur. Kanye would go on to say, Remember when I was telling people in interviews I'm the Tubak of fashion? I might not be the biggest musician. Because you got Michael Jackson. You got Tupac. But you know what I'm saying. But with apparel, I knew it. And we just at the beginning. This is number one Google brand on earth. And here's a brief clip. Do you remember interviews when I was telling people, yo, I am the Tupac of fashion? I was like, I might not be the biggest musician because you got Michael Jackson, you got Tupac. You know what I'm saying? But with apparel, I knew it. And we just hit the beginning. And this is kind of crazy because back in 2014, Kanye West stated that Tupac was the most overrated rapper in history. According to reports at the time, Kanye was at a showing for the Ninja Turtles movie at the Hollywood Theater, hosted by Megan Fox and Will Arnett. The showing featured various musicians and film stars. When a undisclosed person compared Kanye West's Yeezus album to Tupac's Strictly album, Kanye wasn't pleased. West would end up saying, How are you going to compare my music to Tupac? He said, Tupac wasn't no musician. He was just an actor. What was he in? Juice? Above the rim? He was the most overrated rapper in the history. And you come up here comparing him to me? A real rapper? A real star? Alright guys, so what do you guys think? Do you think Kanye was just gassing people up? Or do you think his perspective on this kind of change and maybe he always knew that Tupac was better than him or more well known and he was just gassing people up back in 2014 trying to make himself look good. In one instance he's seen is overrated and an actor, not really a real rapper or musician, But now he's saying he's on the level of Michael Jackson. And basically, he says that he's better than him. He's more well-known than him. With his key line here where he says, I might not be the biggest musician because you got Tupac. Anyways, guys, drop your comments below on what you think about this whole situation with Tupac and Kanye and whether you think he's just cloud chasing like I said. Because we all know anytime you say Tupac's name in the news, it gets everywhere. That's why all these mumble rappers do it. All these mumble rappers want to compare their songs to Tupac and say Tupac's overrated or he sucks because they know the news outlets will just pump this out there to everybody. Alright, so this article here reads, Dave East, Tupac is my biggest inspiration as far as acting. Dave East appeared on Hot 107.9, where he spoke about how Tupac inspired his acting career. Dave, who plays Method Man, aka Shotgun, in the series Wu-Tang, American Saga series, is slowly building his acting resume. A resume that consists of his roles in Beats and Bean, Mary Jane. When well, speaking about his career as a whole, from acting and musically, it still hasn't quite sink in for East. I look back at my life and be like, damn, I covered a lot of good ground in a short period of time. Because it still feels just like yesterday I was in the hood. That still ain't like real far. Even with all the movies I done made, it still feels like I'm right here, explains Dave East. I think that keeps me humble. Where I feel like, you know, I was just in a situation and now life is a lot better. I just feel like any time wasted, you can't get it back. When compared to Tubak by the host, Davey says, Hawk was my biggest inspiration as far as acting. Because he was the only person really, not to take nothing from anybody else that did rapping and acting, but I feel like he really embodied them roles to where you would forget his music for a minute. Many felt that Tubak would reach Oscar winning status if he had lived. Tupac showed his range and playing such characters as Lucky and Poetic Justice and Bishop and Juice. One of Davey's favorite Tupac movies is Above Rim*. That's one of my top ten movies, says Dave. Alright, so here's the clip here. Pac my biggest inspiration as far as um acting. You know what I mean, because like, I, I he was the only person really, not to take nothing from nobody else, that did the rapping and the acting. But I feel like he really He bodied the role. Embodied them roles to where you would forget his music for. I was still you know mad. I'm, I'm still mad at him from Juice. Right. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, he, like he killed these roles. He turned he... into them peoples. All right, guys. So what do you guys think about this article? I feel like Tubak was one of the very first rappers that really he wasn't the very first one that opened the door for acting, but I think he embodied his roles so significantly and he put it on a bigger pedestal so that more actors and more sports athletes could come and do the same things that he was doing because Back then, you didn't see Biggie in movies. Ice Cube was just getting started with Friday, but Tupac was already doing movies since 1990-1991. So you didn't really see that crossover until Tupac was doing Juice and Poetic Justice above the Ren Bullet gang-related gridlock. He was already set to do other movies like Three Strikes as well as Star Wars. He was also going to be in Baby Boy. That would have been an epic role with director John Singleton as well. And I believe he was also rumored to play Boba in Forrest Gump, but something came up and... That fell through. He also did a role in Menace of Society, but he was fired from that project by Alan Hughes, which is the guy that's doing Tupac's documentary this year, which is totally crazy. Because why are you going to hire a guy that fired Tupac and got in a fight with Tupac? And then the director tried suing Tupac back in, like, 93. But yeah, like I was saying, I think Tupac opened the door for actors to really diversify and do more things with their talent and their brand name. Because then you start seeing Ja Rule, start seeing 50 Cent, see Snoop Dogg, and all these movies. Tubac was doing at first. Yeah, Kid and Play doing House Party, but that's all they ever really did. They didn't really keep going and do multiple movies and put on Oscar worthy performances, such as Bishop from the movie Juice. Alright, so this article reads Make your work to give Donald Trump a left hook over a Tubac lawsuit? Mickey Rourke makes his feelings clear about Donald Trump revealing how the now U.S. President lost a lawsuit against him and Tupac Shakur. In the video posted by 2Fab, the actor and boxer threatens to punch the President if they ever cross paths. He revealed that he has felt anger towards President Trump since he sued both him and Tupac when filming the movie Bullet. Trump sued them both for damaging a suit at his Plaza Hotel in New York City. Bullet released in 1996 saw Tupac and Mickey Rourke star in a grilling crime scene thriller. Now this movie was filmed in 1994. And for whatever reason, it never came out. So it came out around the time that Gang Related and Gridlock were set to release anyway. And only a month after his passing. So I believe that this movie only came out because he passed and they were trying to capitalize on it. Because for whatever reason, this movie was shelved for almost two years. And even though it's not box best movie, we still got to see a lot of footage that we would have never seen if he stayed alive. So I'm kind of glad that they released it. The article goes on to say the pair got on great off-screen, but they were cast as his bitter rivals Bullet and Tank. Since then, Mickey Rourke has been a huge supporter of Tupac, speaking out against anybody that attacked his character. In 2017, he spoke with TMZ, issuing a warning to Punkmaster Flex after comments he made about Tupac. After some choice words, he added, he was there for me during some very hard times. After previously admitting causing and damages amounting to $7,000, in the lawsuit, Donald Trump sued them both for $28,000. Furthermore, Trump wrote a few paragraphs, disrespecting them with vile and negative language. With anger in his voice, Work said, That piece of shit that's sitting in the White House. That. That lying. That no good. Two-faced piece of shit. He said some really nasty things about the both of us. And you know what? It's personal. There's going to be a day when he ain't president. And we're going to bump into each other. And you're going to feel me. When asked by the interviewer if he's going to give Donald Trump a left hook, Rourke replied, What do you think? A left hook from hell? Right here, we have a brief clip. That piece of sitting in the White House, that that lying sucker, Uh that that no good, two faced piece of shit. You know, he he, he said some really nasty things about the two of us. And you know what? It's personal. What goes up, goes down. When it goes down, goes down like a mother. That's the life we live in. Yeah. Do you think we're going to impeach him? I think we're going to, we're going to, to, he's going to feel me. So what do you guys think? Do you think Mickey Rourke still holds a vendetta against Donald Trump for suing him and Tupac on a movie set? Or do you think he just has some political vendetta against Donald Trump since he's president? Drop your comments below. Thanks for listening. Peace out.